bit of a an, an entry point for us to sort of kick things off, and then we'll go back and fill in the gaps as necessary. Uh, a couple things that we just accomplished off screen, we'll all get to through the course of the fiction. So don't worry about it. We'll cover what needs to be covered. We'll talk about what needs to be talked about. If there's anything that you want to have achieved before the action of the next arc kicks in, um, by all means, let me know. Usually that's the sort of thing we get to in our winter lewd, but our winter lewd um, needed to cover a lot because of the nature of the ending of the last arc. So um, we'll have some flexibility in terms of just like fleshing out maybe non-directly actionable items today. So things that need to happen in like the emotional sphere that don't necessarily need to have any relevance to monster hunting. Um, we still have time to get those done if you want them. Okay. Okay. Cool. So this is what happens in Revenant. The state police are tipped off to a series of safety violations taking place on a construction site under the authority of one Mr. Mortimer Sloughton. The missing bodies of construction workers can't be found, but foul play is suspected, and Sloughton, who is nowhere to be found, is presumed to have fled to avoid charges. His family disavows any and all knowledge of his actions, and he is stripped of all titles, assets frozen until such a time as a verdict is reached. A warrant is put out for his arrest. It is never concluded. The mayor's office formally vacated. Town hall opens for a special election. Campaign manager Adam Kennedy spends eight hours knocking on doors telling people what day to show up and whose name to write in. By a landslide vote of 263 to 3 to 1, Billy Biggs beats out both Jilly the dog and Barnold. <laughs> He's sworn in on a Tuesday morning on his father's old recipe book by Father Chaz, and the diner opens 15 minutes later. Ugh. Eleanor Kennedy comes to town in a pinstripe pantsuit and snow boots and represents Zoe Pierce in the shortest trial on record. She is found not guilty, but accepts a separate sentence of 20 hours of community service for other unrelated crimes admitted to during her questioning, none of which were ever asked about. <laughs> I love my friend. <laughs> the first real cold snap of the season sets in, dumping two and a half feet of snow on the ground as the days grow ever shorter. The park is officially closed to visitors, and life begins to return to some semblance of normal as the town effectively shuts down for the winter season. At this point, I think that everybody here is sort of hanging out at the diner in a, you know, cool evening when daylight has already faded. But before we get to that scene, I want to sort of fill in the gaps of how we got here. So that's the overarching structure of the things that happen in the town over the course of these several weeks. But we need to sort of figure out what has been happening in your individual lives that lead us to this point. So um, let's start with Siobhan. Let's. Tell me about what you've been up to over these past few weeks. Over the past few weeks, Siobhan has taken what uh, Riley has been saying to heart and has um, kind of stepped out of the field a little bit more mm -hmm. um, and taken on her role as director a little more uh, seriously, I guess. Mm -hmm. Not that she wasn't taking it seriously, but, sure, you know, acting in that supervisory capacity. A changing perspective, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So um, instead of her going out and handling things in the field, she has started, um, I guess, entrusting her mm -hmm. uh, friends and park rangers to – they are the same. She hasn't sent out, um, <laughs> you know, just like – Her friends and also Gannon. <laughs> yeah, she hasn't sent out, you know, Barnold into the woods. Um, <laughs> but her park rangers to take care of um, some, like, smaller threats that pop up. I like this. I think that 
Uh, maybe it's fairly typical as the season winds down and as the after the park is officially closed off to visitors. I think the the winter time is probably spent sort of like clearing out threats from the main area before it reopens in the spring. Mm-hmm. So I like this idea that like the non-visitor scene is sort of the busiest for the park rangers because it's like, okay, cool. Like now it's it's clearinghouse season. Right. So tell me what some of these missions have looked like. Um, yes. You pitched me some like really cool little cutscenes, and I, I would just love for you to talk me through those. I did? Yeah, this was a few weeks ago, but you, you had a very clear vision at the time of sort of what this would look like, and I really enjoyed it. But if you don't okay. remember what that is, we can rediscover it together. Um, I don't remember what that is. Okay. Um, I liked the idea that you had had about sort of just showing uh, images, as it were, of like Siobhan being in the office and like uh, directing people like where to go and then other folks like coming back in with like captured monsters or like relocating various creatures. Okay, sure. Let's let's do some of that then. Um, So I think the first week after like all of the events of our last arc concluded, Uh um, there is probably like a smaller... um, Yes. Types of monsters in Alaska. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh Help me out, guys. Um abominable snowman. Well, I think that's going to be a bigger one that she's going to want to take. Oh. Uh the abominable snowman's son. <laughs> The bratty snowman. <laughs> the bratty snowman. I think the there's snowman probably, who just wanted to play Fortnite. There's probably some like giant vampire bats. Oh, I love had, that. Yeah, that had um, nested a little on the over the edge of of where it's like deemed safe. So For sure. she she sent um, probably Riley and I'm gonna say Merrily okay. out to Great. Uh, to to move them and relocate them to a safer location. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Uh, so I think we get probably some, some visuals of like the two of them in, uh, you know, oversized parkas and like masks using some sort of natural sleeping agent to sort of like knock them out Mm -hmm. and like in midday time, like relocating them very carefully. That's very cool. Uh, maybe you have like a, uh, like a rabid Arctic jackalope. There are Arctic mm. hares. I like to think that there are Arctic variants of the jackalope. I like that very much. Um, and so maybe that has to be taken care of. Yeah, yeah. I, I very much like that. I just, I love, you know, we've we set up this really cool lore about the the park itself and the national parks in general. And we haven't really mm-hmm. spent a lot of time exploring it. So I just love this opportunity to look at maybe what a quote unquote normal day in the life of a if an NPS park ranger looks like, because we yeah. don't spend a lot of time seeing that. No, not really. Okay, so I would say, like, a normal day for, like, uh, let's say Ben, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he gets into work and, like, probably has some sort of paperwork to file from, sure. you know, the the last big, um, like, I guess, case he, sure. he dealt with. Um, and then as things pop up... Um, Kind of almost like what I imagine like uh, police procedurals are like, where the chief kind of says like, uh, <laughs> Davison and 
Smith, you're on this case. Right, for right? sure. And like throws the, throws a file at them and says, Get <laughs> and there's on like it. a middle of folder dropped on Ben's uh-huh. desk. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like it's it's kind of like that. Like Siobhan is doing the folder dropping on. She desk. smokes cigars now, and it's like a whole thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. She hand rolls her own cigars. Um, <laughs> That's a powerful so, energy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Ben. I pictures of the jackalope on my desk by tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> just, sorry. <laughs> Get me pictures of that jackalope. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Very good. Mm-hmm. And then like as as Ben and uh, Merrily come back, um, they like have moved the giant vampire bats and they sit down and like start filling out the paperwork that then mm-hmm, Siobhan sure. has to file with the with the. Um, like central office the of higher that, ups, of that yeah. region. Yeah. And I'm sure that there are like year end reports that have to be done about like how many campers you had that year and any mm-hmm. major incidents that came up. And this year was certainly kind of a nightmare. So, well, this year has, has been a nightmare. And usually I think what happens is there's the, how many campers and all of this stuff and how many like, mm-hmm. you know, quote unquote accidents there have been, but then right. there's the secret file um, sure. So that is is for you know if any like main stream government agencies need to like look at it, they see ah these are the official books and everything's fine here. But then right, there are course. the secret books that only NPS Rangers. Know. Yeah, the Department of the Interior uh-huh. has an entirely different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I love that. What are some other creatures that we might find on the park on like an average basis? You're killing me. <laughs> I like the giant vampire bats. That's truly inspired. Yeah, I Thank really you. like that. Thank you. Um, and I like the Arctic jackalopes. I feel like um, just in sort of thinking of some other cryptids that I think might show up there, I think that it's reasonable to believe that there are some that would maybe be a bit more migratory than folklore has led us to mm-hmm. believe. And, you know, I like thinking that there are regional variants of things. So yeah, maybe definitely. there's like an Alaskan wampus cat. You know, some sort of, like, scary big cat creature. Mm-hmm. Um, kitty? Kinty. Yeah, big kitty. Kitty? Big kitty? Kimpton. <laughs> uh-huh. Are there maybe some, like, actual reindeer that can fly? Ooh. Ooh. That's so cool, dude. Sorry, you said actual <laughs> reindeer, and I thought for a second, like, Tim doesn't know that reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Woody, do you still believe in reindeer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my sweet summer child, reindeer. <laughs> Surely you don't still believe in reindeer? <laughs> mm, I don't think so. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, that's yeah. amazing. Uh, there are definitely like Kushtaka in the in the mm-hmm. lake. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's that's established. That's a whole thing. Um, maybe there's some sort of like terrifying moose cryptid. I was going to say a Chichunya. What's Ooh. that? It is a hominid cryptid rumored to exist in Siberia, Russia. It is uh, described as six to seven feet tall, covered in dark hair. Um, it might be a. Um, let me see. Some cryptozoologists, including Bernard Huvelmans, has speculated that Chechenia may be a relict population of Neanderthal. Oh. Others uh, suggest it is a surviving member of Homo gardarensis. It's a big, it's a big, like tall, kind of hairy, Bigfoot-esque 
creature. Oh, nice. From, you know that there are from those Siberia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so okay, probably, cool. yeah, Siobhan probably also went out for that one, but mm-hmm. she didn't, like, do as much of the actual field work. No, she just stepped in when it was time to arm wrestle it to assert dominance. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> cool. Okay. I love all of this. This is really, really solid lore. Anything else that you want to uh, to have Siobhan have done in these in these few weeks? I would like to have her have had some sort of interaction, whether positive or negative, with um, whatever centralized office. Okay, great. We can do that. Uh, what do you think that would look like? Do you so, want to play this out or do you want to yeah. sort of explore what happened there? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I think playing it out would be good. I have a move called Deal with the Agency, which mm-hmm. we've really only done once. Yeah, um, let's go ahead I, and do it. Let's play this one out. Yeah, I think in this supervisory role, it won't be as, it won't be the same as the last time. So I, yeah, I, it's definitely going to be a different flavor to it. Mm-hmm, I want to figure out what this is going to be. Um, okay. Probably when we were dealing with the vampire bats, mm-hmm. we, we had to get the special um, like knockout gas for them. Yeah, okay. I like that. Okay. So uh, I'm going to call the central office for... Uh, what would it be like North Western Park offices? I don't know. Yeah, sure. Uh, okay, and there's a role for that, right? Yeah. All right. So plus sharp. Oh no wonder I haven't done this in a long time. <laughs> that was the main reason. Okay. Uh, that is a seven. Okay, so a mixed success, mm-hmm. which means. Well, let's see. I can tell you what it means here. Seven to nine, things aren't so great. You might get chewed out by your superiors and there will be fallout, but you get what you need for the job. Okay, cool. I like that. So you do get um, you get the supplies that you need, obviously. Uh-huh. We already established that that gets taken care of and the situation is as it goes. Yeah. Um, I think that we what happens is probably that you are making this request and while the person has you on the phone... Um, there is some explanation required of exactly what the hell's been going on in the gates of the Arctic over the mm-hmm. past few months. That seems very reasonable to me. Yeah. So who do you think your immediate contact is, like your immediate higher up? Who do you think that person would be? You're you're putting this way too much on me. Okay. <laughs> we can, uh, well, we can, we can build it together then. I don't want to put like way too much and stress you out entirely. Um, do you think you have talked to this person before? I will say. Uh, I think it's probably customary when a new park director comes in mm-hmm. that they make contact. Sure. Right. So I think that's probably the only time she's talked to the, okay. whoever this person is, is when she officially took over. So you've probably had like one conversation with this person and mm-hmm. that transfer of power was pretty haphazard anyway. Like yes. really sort of, you know, immediate, not a lot of time to settle into it. So there was probably a quick phone call like, okay, great, you're the new guy, fine, uh-huh. excellent, whatever, like, we'll touch base soon. And then this is probably that follow-up call. Yeah, I would say so. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I'll go ahead and pull a Patreon name for this, because this okay. person probably won't die. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody who's ever been named on this show only to meet a grizzly end. <laughs> oh, no. Uh- <laughs> oh, let's see who we have here. My laptop is so slow. This is probably an HR person too, right? Like it's probably not 
Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, let's see. We'll go with... Uh, what about, um, uh, Chris? Chris. Love it. Chris. This is H.R. Chris. Hi, Chris. I like his name is H.R. Chris. <laughs> this is H.R. Chris. <laughs> like the, uh, like the goose in, uh, Tuca and Birdie. Her name is H.R. Lady. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is H.R. Chris. Uh-huh. <clears throat> okay. Cool. So you you call this person up, you call the uh the acquisitions department or whatever for the the northwestern branch of the NPS. Mm-hmm. And you get um <clears throat> National Park Service, this is HR Chris. Hi HR K- uh, Chris, this is uh Park Director Siobhan O'Shaughnessy up at Gates of the Arctic. Uh Gates of the Arctic. Yes, okay. Yeah. What right, can I do for you? Right out here, we're having a bit of a giant vampire bat issue, and we just need some uh, knockout gas for relocation purposes. Knockout gas. All right. Well, let me just check into your file here. And that tapping is uh, great Foley work. Thank you. It's my nails on the desk. I have an actual <laughs> keyboard right here, but I'm worried that if I type on it, it will heck up everything. Ah. <laughs> Looks like you've had quite a year up there, Gates of the Arctic. Uh, that's a bit of an understatement. Do you mind if I just ask you a few questions about um, the situation over there? Sure. It, uh, it looks here like... The park director that we have listed is uh, actually Adam Kennedy. What's what's the situation there? Right. So uh, we called when this uh, transition of power happened. It was uh, about two or three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, suffered an injury out in the field and was unable to uh, continue his, his duties as park director until... He is healed, so I am acting park director until that time. Right. There uh yeah, I see there is a note in here from National is um was there a report filed on that situation or uh... Siobhan looks over to her desk and sees the report under like a bunch of other mm-hmm. stacks. Uh, it's like ah uh, must have been sent out. Maybe it got lost in the mail. Mm-hmm. Well, if there's one thing I know, it's that the Postal Service is among the more reliable branches of the government. Well, tell you what, why don't you uh, get us that paperwork as soon as you can? Refiled, of course. Uh, right, of course. I'll, I'll print out another copy of the report necessary so I can send that over again. I'll see what I can do about uh, getting you the knockout gas. Hopefully it doesn't get lost in the mail. Well, I certainly hope not. There would be a whole lot of people who rely on that up here. Speaking of, I'm noticing some standout numbers in your um, secondary file for this year. Okay. Seems like the uh, accident rate has gone up fairly significantly in the past few months. Uh, Gone up in the last few months i would say uh probably i i haven't really looked at the numbers too closely as of yet you're the acting park director and you haven't looked at the numbers for your own accident report i've looked at the numbers for the past three weeks when i've been here but up until then it was the previous park director's position 
Well, it was my understanding that if you are acting park director, you take on all of the responsibilities of the office. So um, we don't have to talk about it today, but we should schedule a call sometime in the near future to look at this uh, disconcerting trend. Uh, I agree. We should talk about this. Well, is there uh, anything else we should know about the situation at present or anything else that you anticipate needing in the next few weeks? Uh, No, we should have it pretty much handled. Mm -hmm. Well, I will mark this file for review then, and we'll have someone get in touch. Thank you so much for your help. Was it Chris? That's HR Chris. HR HR Chris. There's another another Chris in finances, so. Oh, okay. So finance Chris and HR Chris. Got it. Is there anything else I can do for you today, Director? Thank you, HR Chris. (laughs) Click. God, I hate HR Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, you're going to love finance, Chris. Yeah. (laughs) I would love it if finance Chris is just like super happy about everything, willing to help with everything and like just such a great guy. Nobody's happy about being in HR. Yeah, but like like finance, he's definitely happy Oh, yeah, finance is great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Finances are a breeze. Are you kidding me? (laughs) In the federal government? (laughs) (laughs) For the parks? So yeah, you get the knockout gas that you need, but uh, you start to get the impression that there are very few people in your corner here. Yeah, I got that impression. I sure did. (laughs) All right. I got got that impression. I got that impression. The impression. Loud and clear, I did. (laughs) Please. Came right through. Pip, pip. Hello. That's finance, Chris. <laughs> oh, God. He says pip, pip. Pip, pip. He's not even pip, English. Pip, finance, Chris. <laughs> Looking for acquisitions, are we? He's from Long Island. I've seen that right along. <laughs> Why does he talk like that? I'm from Brooklyn, I am. <laughs> <laughs> talk like this my entire life. Jeez. <laughs> oh, the other kids at school laughed at me. Okay. <clears throat> Anything else for Siobhan? No, that'll do it. Okay. Um, let's take a look at Martha. Hi. Hi. Where do you want to start, buddy? Where, where do I want to start? Um, Martha's kind of going through it, so. Yeah, so. Um, what did you do after you got back from your, uh, your short-lived road trip? Um, well, I kind of, I think after that. I don't know if I started putting things back just yet. Mm -hmm. I may have just, like, gone straight to bed and then worried about that in the morning. And then I think that she went over to see see Hawk to Mm -hmm. talk to him about, um, like, magic training and, like, Uh some maybe focus stuff. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So there's that. I don't know if you want to play that out. Um, I think we can get into that more maybe in the arc itself. Yeah. I kind of I'm I'm most interested in sort of covering like what the status quo is going into yeah. the the next thing. So after she did that and Hawk was like, "Yeah, sure. We'll we'll work on that." And like they set aside a time like each week or something to mm-hmm. work on. Yeah, it. I like that. And then maybe a few days or like a week later, uh, she asked to meet Ben 
again. Okay. Where did you ask to meet up? I don't know. Um, there is like one meeting spot in town, but <laughs> I just wanted yeah. to double check because that's where, it's where pretty public and I didn't know. Last time it was just on the road back to my house. It was still yeah. in town. Um, can this be um, at the pond behind my house? Yeah, I like, like that. The pond in diameter is like about a mile or not mm-hmm. a mile. Well, it's like it's like a quarter of a mile. So it's like a track size. Okay. Yeah, um, so you could walk so, around it. Yeah. I like that. Okay. So you call him up or or page him or whatever it is that the two of you usually do to get in touch. Yeah. Um, do you give him any indication as to the nature of this meeting? Um I mean, he knows that uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a talk. Like uh I'm sure yeah. when we uh or when I asked him to come over i was like hey i need to talk to you about something okay that's never a good sign yeah okay so what are you doing when he gets here that's a good question uh i think that uh when she was packing everything up um martha found uh a grounding stone Um, that she had picked up on Mm -hmm. one of her, uh, hunting escapades or like a walk or Uh something. Sure. Um, so I think she's sitting outside, um, and just kind of, uh, rubbing that a little bit. Okay. I think, um, Ben pulls up in his car. I think he's come straight from work. So, you know, he's still in park ranger uniform, uh, maybe minus the hat, kind of cold outside maybe got like earmuffs or a scarf on or something i don't know i just like the atmosphere i like this idea that it's getting colder outside and we're seeing some visual cues of that i think that even though it's not too late in the day the sun has already started going down again Mm -hmm. and so i think he he parks and and walks over to you hands in his pocket and says hey hey um do you want to maybe uh walk around a little bit yeah, 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 we can do that. Okay. How are how are you doing? Um I mean, to be completely honest, um better, but still not okay. I am um, I I came over the other day and and you weren't here. Yeah. I had asked Adam to uh, take me to the next town over so I could um, so I could leave, but couldn't do it. You um, weren't gonna say goodbye. No, I guess not. I think uh, I think that would have made everything a little harder. Uh, I mean, I guess I guess I'm glad. <laughs> Not that, you know, not that you were going to, but I mean, I, I guess I'm, I'm glad it would have made it a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Um, God, this sucks. Um, so about that, uh, first off, I really want to apologize for what I said, uh, last week. And how I treated you. 
Uh, it was really terrible of me. Um, I had been bottling up my emotions for half of my life, and the whole thing with the mayor just put a crack in that bottle, and um, it all just came out on you, and I'm sorry. Yeah, hey, you don't... I mean, you don't have to apologize for that. Like, I I had no idea, but the things that you're under and the things you've been dealing with, I mean, I... I, I mean, I can't say I understand, but, you know, I get it. I, I don't, I, I don't blame you for that. I'm, I mean, I'm just glad that we finally, you know, talked about it a little. Yeah. And, and I don't, I don't want you to think that you can't talk to me about it if you need to. I mean, not that I'm pressuring you. I know that that's like a huge, huge, enormous thing. And I, I, I mean, I'm sorry too. I didn't mean to make it seem like I didn't. I don't want you to feel like, you know, I, I, I'm dismissive of the things that you're up against or the things that you're facing. And I, I didn't want you to, I didn't want you to get the wrong idea that, that I'm just, I, I don't, I mean, these things you can do are amazing, but if you don't want to do them, or if you're, if you're done with that part of your life, you know, that's, that's fine. I, it doesn't matter to me. I think um, Martha is kind of like stuck in thought with her head down, like trying to figure out how to process all of this because in her mind, everything mm -hmm. was so different. This would have been so much easier if it, if like uh, Ben hadn't been like so nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I don't know if she responds for a little bit. I don't know how to really go about this. Um, so I'm just gonna just kind of kind of say it. Um, I don't think that I can be in a healthy relationship right now. Um, I have a lot of things that I need to work on and I don't have the emotional energy, the mental energy to put towards a healthy relationship. And that's not fair to you when you're putting so much in and I'm not reciprocating. Oh, um, how how long have you felt this way? Well, I never realized it until I decided to come back to Revenant a few days ago. But I know that I've been very distant. I haven't wanted to hurt you, Ben. I enjoy your company. I love talking to you. I just... I'm not in a place where I can be anything more than a friend. Yeah, no, that's, um, I, yeah, no, I, I, I get it. I'm sorry, I really am. He, um, he kind of smiles a little bit and it's sad, but 
he um he looks up at you and he says, "I um I didn't really think it would last, but I didn't realize this would be why." I am. Um, is there any chance that you'll change your mind? Maybe. I can't see the future. Weirdly <laughs> enough. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. I maybe with practice. Yeah. Um, I just I I need to work on myself first before I can work on us. Are you? Gonna be okay? I think so. I'm, uh, seeing the, the therapist in town, Barnold. He's, you know, just down the street. And Oh, my um, God. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> A truly excellent Hail Mary. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm, uh. I have people that are supportive. Um, so I think I'll be okay. Then I guess I should, I should probably go. I guess. Um, do you want some tea or coffee for the road? Um, that's a really, really nice breakup gesture, but I, um, I don't really think I want to stick around right now. I get I hope that. That's okay. Yeah. No, I understand. Thank you, Ben, for not being terrible about this. If that means anything, I. Well, you know, it's not my first breakup. It might be my last, but. That's hard to say. I am. Um, you really are a great person. So are you, Martha. I'll um, I'll see you around, but probably not soon. Yeah. I think he sort of hesitates there for a moment. It's one of those awkward moments where you don't know if a hug is appropriate or a handshake or some sort of <laughs> a high five thumbs awkward. up <laughs> yeah and oh i mean dab is pretty good actually no just kidding right on that no i'm <laughs> uh and i think that there's this shared moment of strangeness and this awkward magnetism before he breaks eye contact and and turns to leave mm -hmm. and i think he Gets in his car and turns it on and sort of sits there for a second, leaning his head back against the seat, and then pulls away. This is your Keeper speaking. Thank you so much for tuning in yet again to A Horror Borealis and joining us back in Revenant. 
Boy, howdy, if you have never been broken up with on a podcast before, you are not missing out. An enormous thank you to Tim for breaking my heart so beautifully. I feel like it's only fair given what I have put everyone else through here up to this point. And afterwards. Just as a quick reminder, we are not releasing a new episode next week. We are on vacation for the holidays, and while Andrew, Tim, and myself will all actually be in the same place, we will not be monetizing our friendship for a blessed few days, and I hope you can forgive us for that. But when we come back from break, we will be celebrating our one-year anniversary of public release with a special Q&A episode on the 31st. We had a lot of fun making it, and I hope you enjoy listening to it. It really is such a delight to get to talk about this show and what it has meant for us as artists, as people, and as friends, and I really hope you enjoy it. That does mean that a new episode of this arc won't be back up until after the start of the new year, so if you don't think you can wait that long, you have two options. The first is to go to patreon.com slash thecryptidkeeper and donate as little as $1 a month to access brand new episodes as soon as they are edited. The second option is to check out one of the other amazing shows currently on the OneShot Network. Mind I recommend, for example, Character Creation Cast. Character Creation Cast is a discussion podcast where Amelia Antrim and our very own audio editor, Ryan Bolterd, create characters in multiple RPGs with prominent guests from the games community. Each month, Character Creation Cast examines the character generation process in depth for a different game with new guests each series. They always take the time to reflect on the game, its design, and what guests have to say about it. Think of it as sitting in a, on a great session zero every single week. If that's not your jam, and you want more direct AP action, then there's always Arms of the Tide. Arms of the Tide is an actual play about fighting for what's right in an original, imagitechnological world on the brink of catastrophe, using the Mutants in the Night system. Join Quinn, Joe, Chanel, and John, and revel in the laughs and gasp at the drama while the only things standing against the apocalypse are a robot with a fondness for stray cats, a wolf made of living plants with a bad case of depression, and a private eye who is so done with all of this. Anyway, that's all for today, so enjoy the episode. As always, Mariah Harris is played by Addison Peacock. The part of Martha Campbell is played by Tim Werner. The part of Siobhan O'Shaughnessy is played by Andrew Giada, who celebrated his 25th birthday yesterday, so you should absolutely go and wish him a good one. And I'm your keeper, Alex Flanagan. Our sound design is by Ryan Bolter, and we are so excited as always to be a part of the One Shot Network. Tim, I swear to God, if you ever make us break up again over a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Stop sad. hurting I my like friend. That. I'm sorry. I didn't like it either, but I had to. I'm sad and I didn't like it. <laughs> I, I'm in this picture and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, think of someone other than yourself. <sighs> Mariah, what do you want to do? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to break up with anyone do you want to like yeah hey alex uh-huh. um bear right now is laying oh, in his bed chewing on that little plastic bone for context bear never does either uh-huh. of those things chew on any toys maybe this is what he does every right time we he record doing maybe he secretly goes and and just does dog things maybe <laughs> Because he not dog, he wolf. He wolf, I know. <laughs> um, 
Um, no, I do not want to break up with anyone. Uh, my polyamorous lesbian relationship is great. Thank you. Do you no. want a third girlfriend? Maybe we can. <laughs> How many girlfriends does Mariah have? Well, she has two hands, but I doesn't was... have to stop there. She got feet, too. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> One for every day of the week. No. <laughs> She's unstoppable. She doesn't have enough time. Head, shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes. <clears throat> she can't she doesn't have enough time. She has to she has her research. <laughs> oh my goodness. In all seriousness. Mariah has three girlfriends. There's Rita, there's Isabel, and there is the truth. <laughs> it's true though. Uh, what were you saying? Um, oh, I was just gonna say I honestly don't really know. Um I feel like we 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 put a very nice little button. We did. So some nice... Well, then let's just do some out-of-character talk, because we do have to sort of clarify some things for the audience. Let's do some ook talk. Ook. So uh, Mariah has switched playbooks. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, tell me about that. Okay, so as, like... I mean, as an advanced improvement in this game, you can take your your character to another playbook at a certain Mm -hmm. point. And we had had several off-mic discussions about Mariah's kind of evolution and the fact that, like... As being like the flake and the conspiracy theorist, she still has like a healthy sense of suspicion and mm-hmm. like uh, an urge to question authority. But as more things have been confirmed and she's sort of gotten to see the like every like the the how the sausage gets made, um, so to speak, it, mm-hmm. there's no there's less reason for her to be a theorist in right. conspiracy and more reason for her to just like default to information and knowledge and like lean into that whole the lean into the librarian of it all so i've been so uh, i'm pivoting mariah to the expert playbook which, which i love so much mm-hmm, which we foreshadowed a little bit with the addition of the panic room mm-hmm. and so now yeah now she's moved to the expert playbook which means uh i'm trading out one of my flake moves for an expert move i no longer have friends on the net uh and i now have um I've read about this sort of thing, which is a move wherein I would roll sharp instead of cool when I act under pressure, which, thank God, my cool is my worst stat. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So my cool and my tough are my worst stats. And so I really, yeah. And I act under pressure a lot in this game. It's true. Yeah. So, yeah, she's I'm moving her to the expert playbook because now she's like actually kind of starting to become an expert in this stuff. Which is so cool, actually, and yeah. I love it a lot. It's been a really cool character journey. She's I my also child. really uh-huh. like that um, there's this implication to the the flake too that you're trying to like unmask these great conspiracies. And what's mm-hmm. kind of cool about Mariah transitioning to the expert is one that like she's gone from sort of being uh, an, an outsider that mm-hmm. you know nobody takes seriously to being like the trusted resource for the team. Mm-hmm. Like that's so cool. But also this idea that, you know, you're no longer, um, like, trying to pierce the veil of, like, all these conspiracy theories, but you're somebody who is actually becoming, like, a sort of warden of some sort of secret knowledge yourself, and that's really kind of interesting and Mm -hmm. cool. And also, honestly, like, I'm not gonna, after what we just had to sit through, I won't take it to a heavy place for very long, but uh, I, I... for her and for me, uh-huh. uh, there's something very important about being able to cast off the identity that was sort of crafted around a person that mm-hmm. is no longer a part of our life. Yeah, uh, 100%. to be able to sort of free her from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think it's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. 
and it's and also empower neat. her with that. A hundred percent. Yeah. Because I think that a lot of sort of what had defined Mariah's identity as a flake is this idea of like being a disciple of these schools of thought and, you know, mm-hmm. being someone who had been carefully taught not to trust and not mm-hmm. to like believe everything you read. And now being somebody who has really stepped into her own as like a position of her own authority. And that's super, mm-hmm. super cool. Don't get me wrong, though. She's still an anarchist and she's still punk rock as hell. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Great. So <laughs> Don't get it last, twisted, folks. <laughs> the only last thing we have to do with your expert playbook is uh, we need to give you a magic weapon. We do. I want my magic dagger. I want your my magic, magic dagger. dagger. <laughs> so um, let's design this together. Uh, uh-huh. And we can pretend that maybe this is as simple as, like, you find this while you're rummaging around and clearing out your panic room. I was just going to say, um, it's probably in a drawer somewhere, right? Probably. Um, That's like, what I was thinking. Oh, I have an I had an idea. <laughs> oh, okay. Honestly. What's your idea? Um, like, I take down something like a poster, like, uh, or uh-huh. a poster on the wall, and it's, or like, like, and it's in, like, the back of a picture frame or something. <laughs> um, I love like, that. Stuck in the back. Um, anyway. There's a cool uh, thing, actually, that I've had written in my notes for a while, because uh-huh. um, halfway through the Forest for the Trees arc, when we were talking about magic items, um, there was, like, a horrible gap in time between two of these episodes, and so a lot of, like, the canon got dropped and just, like, <laughs> rewritten on the fly. But you had originally talked about one of your, like, treasured items being a quill pen, and yes. we didn't really ever get back to that. But I did write in my notes that I thought it would be really dope to give Mariah, like, a quill pen that turned into a sword. <laughs> Can my, t- um, can my pen turn into a dagger? Which I think would be really cool, right? Especially because, like, the pen and the sword are both mighty, but they have different applications. Um, yeah, right, exactly. Which I thought would be neat. So, wait, um, what if you have a quill pen that turns into a dagger? I love that. Okay, sweet. I love that so much, I'm gonna cry. Okay. <laughs> so, what are, your, uh, what are your tags for your, your quill dagger? It's two harm, magic close right oh yeah let me sorry i don't throw magic hand let me minimize this and look um it is for magic dagger it's two harm hand magic two harm hand magic hand magic um what do you want to be magical about it is there anything to it aside from the element of it like having this transformative capability like that's a pretty cool magic tag do i get to assign it like a magic property uh we can talk about it yeah is there something that you have in mind um Maybe it would be kind of cool if um, it can't be, like, turned against me. Like, if it, if I am cut with that dagger, it doesn't mm-hmm. injure, it doesn't wound me. Okay, that's pretty cool. Because um, it's mine. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I just, I just decided that. I don't know. I just thought it was neat. No, I like that. That's, like, a very cool, like, on a metaphorical level yeah. as well as on a literal, just sort of, like, you can't cut Mariah with her own knife. Yes, you cannot use my tools against me. She's that um, meme of, like, the cat with, like, the knife being held out toward it and the cat's making that face. You know the one I mean, right? I do. I know exactly <laughs> the meme. <laughs> okay, sweet. Uh, it also makes it a lot easier to get through customs. Yep. <laughs> No man of woman born can kill me. Okay. <laughs> okay, sweet. So that's your magic dagger. I love I love my magic dagger. It's a very good magic dagger. Thank I'm very you. proud of it. Okay. 
So that catches everybody up to speed. I think at this point then we can go ahead and transition into this last like scene back at the diner. So yes, uh, it's a few weeks or it's a couple weeks after each of these other scenes has concluded. There's been some time there, some things settling and, and coming into place. So we're not coming like fresh off of any of these incidents. Yeah. Um, and the three of you are all at the diner again. Again, it's... Uh, it's in the early evening, I think, so the light has already sort of faded. The days are very short at this point. There's been a cold snap. There's two and a half feet of snow on the ground. And this is, you know, the one place in town that still feels cozy. Mm-hmm. It does. That's true. Andrea. It always feels cozy. So uh, what's the situation? Do you think it's just the three of you? Do you think you have some other other pals with you here? Are you catching up with the... I mean, I feel like pretty much... Most people are going to be here um, because, again, it's very cold outside and the diner is very warm (laughs) and it's just sort of the place to be. I do want there to be this sort of sense of like, again, the town sort of shutting down for the off season. So there is this sense of uh, quiet and like calm and serenity that's sort of falling on everything. But I think there's also this collective sigh of relief, like, okay, it's been a really long year. There's been all sorts of like weird shit that's gone down mm-hmm. and like all sorts of weird like secrets that we've had to navigate with other people. But like now it's quiet. There's all this snow on the ground. Like nobody else is coming into town. We can breathe. It's like just the regulars. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like that's a good feeling. It's like the feeling when if you grew up in a college town, like everyone leaves for the summer and you're like, thank God it belongs to us again. I love that feeling. <laughs> yes. It's so good. So I think that's mm-hmm. sort of the the energy here. So is there is there any conversation y'all want to be having? Is there any like movement that needs to happen here, or do we just want to uh, sort of sort of move on with things? I know I've put a lot of scene setting power on all of you today, and so I don't <laughs> want to like stress you out. But um, I think Martha has already kind of uh, talked to both Siobhan and Mariah about um, mm-hmm. kind of checking in and like mm-hmm. making sure that Martha's doing okay. Um yeah, we don't have to do that on yeah, I'm not yeah. going to make you do that on screen. We can say that's already yeah. happened. Yeah. Leave my sweet yeah. girl alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just I just wanted to like She's been through enough. Uh, say that just to No, good. I'm very glad that you page. did. Yeah. Mm. But uh Martha's actually eating her blueberry pancakes this time. Oh. Nice. So that's good. good. Also, I would like to add a little other uh, lighthearted detail, which is I would like to imagine that perhaps in celebration of his election, Mariah gifted Billy with an apron that has said it's a kiss the cook apron. She crossed out cook and she wrote mayor. (laughs) (laughs) Kiss the mayor. But it's so good. It still has cook on it, like just crossed out. Uh No, of course. I love it. (laughs) Kiss the mayor. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a good. He wears that every single day. Oh, my goodness. I love him. It's his new favorite apron. Oh, he loves <laughs> it. Oh, that's really good, and I like it a lot. I just had such a distinct image of the kiss the mayor. <laughs> it's really powerful, and I love it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And this is Addison speaking out of character. This has nothing to do with official Ahura Borealis canon, but perhaps Adam one day will. Anyway, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> um, when he oh. learns to love again. I'm sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't be, like, injecting my ships in... 
Here's the thing. Don't if you all look between two of my characters to happen, you need to instigate them because I'm not going to make you sit through a scene of me romancing myself. <laughs> Adam, kiss Billy. <laughs> kiss him now. <laughs> I just sorry, that's really funny, you're right. <laughs> if you wanna if you wanna billboard dad them, I'm fine with that. But again, I'm not going to make it happen single-handedly. Uh. Mariah loves her two dads. <laughs> oh god um anyway uh yeah um i feel like zoe's probably there right yeah cool love it hey um where's riley (laughs) yeah get riley up working overtime no riley can be there that's fine i haven't seen them in a minute (laughs) yeah uh yeah riley and zoe can be there with you okay good Yeah, if especially yeah, if Zoe's there, then let's say Riley. Oh, uh, cool! There too. So that's your that's your table. That's your sort of situation. Everybody's very hanging sweet, out. It's warm. Sweet. It's cozy. It's wonderful. Um, Revenant mochas all around. Oh, one hundred percent. Revenant mochas and pancakes yes. like all around the table. No, 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 no. I am having breakfast pie. <laughs> of course. <laughs> as far as the eye can see. Maybe one day they'll be brave enough to invent a pie where both the crusts are pancakes. <laughs> Until then, we can dream. She's talked to Billy about this, okay? <laughs> She's provided blueprints. It's <laughs> Billy, She's, listen. It's a I don't work want to tell you how to run your art. restaurant, but <laughs> it's what she's been dream. It's what she's been working on in her when she, workshop. <laughs> when she gave him the apron, she also gifted him like a Manila folder and was like, "Listen, I wouldn't give this to just anyone. <laughs> this could be really dangerous in the wrong hands. <laughs> you can't let this get out. It's <laughs> it's pancake pie. <laughs> oh my god." <clears throat> I'm, I'm like giddy right now. <laughs> okay. Um, we'll tell you what. I'll tell you what here. I will, uh, I will, I will gift everyone with this. Yes. So you're all at your table. You have Zoe and Riley with you. We'll say that you also have Adam at your table with you because, yes. mm, you know, that's never a bad thing. Yes. Dad. <laughs> Plus, you know, like, yeah. again, I, I think that there has been a lot of like really cool relationship building between everyone involved. I just, side note, I'm so sorry, really quick to interrupt. I was thinking about how many dads Mariah has in my brain just went, sometimes a family is a gay librarian and her three dads. Uh, Every time she gets a new dad, she has to get another girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) She has three dads, not including her biological father. (laughs) Because they're Billy, Adam, and Hawk. Anyway, sorry. That's how she levels up. One of Mariah's advancements on her playbook is get another dad. (laughs) (laughs) I have so many fathers. Okay. Sorry. Anyway. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. I did that. (laughs) It's fine. This is like a welcome relief after the events of the last few episodes. (laughs) Right. So you're all sitting around. I feel like you're you're having a great time, and everyone is genuinely happy for a moment in time. Oh my god! Imagine that. Yeah. What a wild thing, right? For once. Uh, and I think you know Billy comes over and is refilling everyone's coffee and and, and checking on pancakes. And I think that there's a, a general feeling now of everybody going out of their way to to recognize the mayorship because it's still one of those things where like you know when one of your friends like wins an award or gets a big thing and every single time you see them you're like ah look it's the award-winning xyz (laughs) like a whole thing 
Oh, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> he definitely has his, like, kiss the mayor apron on. Of course. <laughs> of course. How's, uh, how's everyone doing over here? Uh, good. Pretty good. How are you, Mr. Mayor? <laughs> well, you know, uh, I can't really complain. Seems like, seems like things are in a pretty good place, actually. He glances over at Adam. They make eye contact, and then they go back about their way. <laughs> Tim is, is god moding your character. <laughs> Powerful. Uh, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe Adam is like, "Do I have to call you sir now?" And then Billy's like, "You can call me anything you want." <laughs> my mind um, yes mariah uh mariah by the way also on like her let's say on her notebook she has like a little like bumper sticker uh um, uh-huh. this is i just one more thing that's stuck in my head i just need to incorporate it that's like there are no good politicians so she's like up and i was like there are one good politician <laughs> there are one good politician <laughs> mayor billy and vice mayor jilly the dog <laughs> There are one good. <laughs> okay, one so good just politics. to get this straight, Jilly got three votes and there Arnold got one, one right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> In that order. <laughs> I didn't know Arnold actually was a canonical character now. <laughs> it's It's been, he's been forced into the canon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never meet him, Alex. My gift to you. <laughs> <laughs> he's off screen only. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so anyway, back into the actual, actual canon. So I think, uh, you're all, you're all sitting there, you're all laughing, life is good. Um, and Billy comments, it's, it's really good to see everyone smiling again. And, uh. <laughs> it's good to be smiling And I think, um, again. Zoe laughs and says, yeah, well, it's a lot easier now that all the fucking tourists are out of town. And at that moment, the bell over the door rings, and three people you have never seen step into the establishment. God fucking damn it! God <laughs> damn it! The table. Get the heck out! <laughs> <laughs>